everyone nowadays you'd have to be stupid not to have one which means that you most likely have mobile data if you even if you don't have wi-fi you have mobile data which means you have access to the internet which means you have access to facebook groups people on every single social media platform hey guys and welcome back to fortune sorry Hey guys, I'm not gonna eat the blues. Hey guys, and welcome back to Fortune Theory, and welcome back to another rambly, ranty, no topicy, off topicy. Yeah, um, <laughs> no one can see you yet, but you're dying Brilliant. because of that. Uh, oh. <laughs> Hi. Right. Uh, yeah, it's another Monday one. Another random ramble rant. Um, there's a few things we were actually going to like just chat about. Um, I've changed this, finally. Not this. <laughs> Can't change this shit. Um, no, sadly. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, upcoming releases, which we do like every single fucking week. We're basically waiting for No Time to Die now. Uh, we saw Hawkeye trailer as well on Friday in the stream. If you're here, link below to that stream. Uh, what else have we got? Um, no Time to Die is really the only thing now. Uh, until June, coming out in October in the UK. Um, ah, no, we've got The Guilty. When's that coming out? I will look that up again. I want to say that's like middle October. Mid October. October 1st, oh. I remember off by heart. Yeah, yeah, October 1st. So we'll be doing it. That is going to be, it's going to be a cre pretty crazy end of, end of September, no time to die, beginning of October. Well, it will literally be no time to die review, next day, guilty review. So I'll be busy two days, providing it comes out at like midnight, which it should do. But yeah. Uh, so, um, like films, TV. We've obviously got Hawkeye. You're being Business. too quiet, and I've gone mind blank. Can you can you inter <laughs> interlude? Well, we were said we were going to talk. We in this one, we were going to talk about like um, media well, businesses. Yeah, we were going to. Yeah, because we'd just been rambling before the recording about like. Well, if you don't already know, we've already done an off-topic on this back when these were just called off-topic. Um, before we wanted to get copyright from Achievement Hunter. Anyway, um. <laughs> The like original, <laughs> like if you don't already know, we work on films. Obviously, like Ollie's more so acting and like producing, and then um, I do that a little bit, but then it's just more so like directing, and I'm like the cinematography side of it. Um, we do Cole's each other's roles as like side hobbies, almost. Yeah, um, like yeah. Carl's been on the on podcast before. We often do films with him and like the group. As well, uh, home by noon. Like you link, yeah, link to link to home by noon in the description as well. Although we have, there's, there's no new films produced yet, obviously because they're in, well. In there's the some works. promotional art on the pages of um, one of the actors. The social um, links from a project is, uh, that is we're working on. Uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, it's all about like we were rambling about sort of the business of filmmaking, basically, which uh, to a lot of filmmakers. Um, myself included, I, uh, this is my personal opinion, is that it's just, um, yeah, it's just business and filmmaking, unfortunately, 
there's just certain types of franchises and certain films and this is my like my personal personal opinion is that um everything is obviously for the money in business and yes obviously money is just like the blood of a company but at the end of the day there's a lot of things in my opinion with uh the film industry mainly films tv a little bit as well that it's not necessarily the content that is given much effort um Am I, I feel like I'm explaining this terribly. Basically, a lot of stuff is just milked or pushed, in my opinion, because it's just more money, more profit. Um, which short and from a business, like from a standpoint of return on investment, if you're going to put 300 million towards a feature film and you're going to get 1.5 billion, like for instance, Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame, they're both like 250, 300 million dollar budgets and they like both gross, like a billion, like. I think they're both billion dollar multi like at least multi billion dollars between them. Um but obviously for us it's more like the whole crowdfunding independent indie level because we have like everyone has the power to go to a studio if they have the right contacts and you know you could try and find your way into a pitch meeting at Warner Bros or like I know you were talking about Sony as well earlier. Um try and get your way into one and you know get your film done that way but it's obviously like the hardest thing for independent filmmakers to do and that's why like kickstarter and indiegogo are like the biggest like crowdfunding places for basically independent filmmakers to go and like i mean our tutor for instance um like worked on is now working on a second feature um he's like yeah. got the funding for both of those yeah blue <laughs> every time <laughs> um but that looks really good as well yeah, link to that in the description as well. Link to uh, uh, Blue feature film on Kickstarter. Yeah, um, I think it's they like to do, they like to do films with the letter B at the beginning, not four letters. So, <laughs> <laughs> they're on their second streak now. Blue, it's <laughs> just done there. Now they're doing um, blue. Yeah, we were just sort of rambling as it was like sort of what route do you go basically when it comes to film like independent because I know. If ever you sort of search on YouTube or the internet, in the, like indie film, in, indie filmmaking, independent filmmaking, there's sort of multiple levels to it because the industry considers like, well, I think anyway, considers independent films to be like anything less than like 10 million. And I mean, really, in my opinion, independent is when you have like just, I don't know, no more than like a few hundred thousand by like it depends on obviously the level of the investment and the level of like crowdfunding if it was crowdfunded and not for a studio i think it should be if a studio didn't fund it it's independent which i get that is technically the definition of independent well yeah exactly because um, like my opinion on an indie film independent film is like it can be obviously crowdfunded and obviously it does have a um a fairly reasonable budget behind it for a, a short like sort of small niche kind of project yeah. but like it's also um it could be one that doesn't even have any funding to it at all like something like a college or university project well yeah exactly. um yeah. like level of you know someone who would have studied like um the creative industry mm. um in <laughs> their academia years I, I love that term <laughs> um, i got i got yelled at once for using it and i was like what's wrong with it it's, it's the right term um kind of it's um yeah the uh, fine then academic years um 
through higher education, through like either secondary school or, you know, if you're America, high school, um, or just higher education further, so college, university, apprenticeships. Like, it's just, or just as a personal hobby, like, you're making films, like short films um, or big, like maybe over an hour long films, and uh, they don't really have much money behind them. Like, yeah, you, I suppose you consider a budget sheet, but this is like for things such as, you know, food or you know location hiring or travel. and a lot of the time they're hypothetical as well yeah because it's just like so, oh we would spend 200 on this and it's just you know you know you're gonna spend eight quid but <laughs> it's just but like, like it's one of those it's one of those dealios where like because i remember we've made like a lot of those kind of like style films over the years so like we've mm. had to do one not only for like say coursework purposes but also just and to add the realism to it because we want to but also just you know in favor of each other's benefits so for instance like i've had to pay you because i can't drive i've had to pay you like about 10 or 20 pounds for petrol um to go out your way to pick me up so we can work on the project despite me needing to be there anyway but like Mm. out of fairness and because i can't drive like you know yeah i'll pay you the petrol money that you're owed for the trip and like same with like you know you pay me food money or whatever or just whatever we all owe each other for what we've done to bring our contributions to the group to make the project we're working on. It's just, yeah. So all that's kind of come in there, but it's not anything more than an independent movie mm. or film or what. Yeah. Certainly or just project doesn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to be a film could be any like, you know, independent project, indie projects yeah. like could stem from not just necessarily films, but you know, short mini series that you find like, cause there's yeah. a lot of, um, you'd be surprised there's a lot of like indie films and indie tv show limited series that are on like prime and netflix um i suppose in a way because some of the projects especially netflix ones they have their own tv shows don't they they have their own like original you know netflix originals are they counted for as indie projects well again because they're only netflix they're only exclusive to that platform i guess it's in yeah most a lot of streaming series will be independent actually because it's only the studio that buys it afterwards because unless a studio funds it like to actually initiate the production of it then they can start work on it but a lot of these series you know are just they make the independent group or company will make something and then you know i won't count the marvel or dc series because obviously that has well it's in the word it's in the title it has yeah. that behind it yeah like all the netflix marvel shows that's that'll be netflix originals yeah but they would have been created by the abc studios which are own platform and company and then obviously marvel studios as well um the marvel television side of things and just the marvel comics company in general so um i think it's yes yeah, so i won't like count that but 70 to projects that are pure like projects streaming. that are purely like netflix original then yeah, I'd say in I'd say indeed. But yeah, like let us know your opinion on that. Mm, I reckon Comments. it's probably like seventy to ninety percent of streaming is like all studio fund like funded big companies. Even if they are small things, I reckon it's still like studio funded productions. Whereas indie is basically, you know, a studio might buy it one day. You know, a studio might buy the rights to it. You know, that's like the sort of the greatest thing that can happen to an independent film group or filmmaker individual is if a studio buys the rights to it or like 
buys the rights to it and then you negotiate with them. That's like probably the best part of it. Like if they agree, like good negotiations, you'd be like, okay, let's say Bad Robot agrees to buy your feature film that you made for 30 grand and they, I don't know, buy it for however much and then you agree to like get a percentage of all future royalties from it. Um, and that sort of deal. Whereas a lot of them just want to buy it and get you like get your hands off it so it's theirs because they just know that there's some like really good independent like a lot of these like a24 bad robot all of these like independent what well, i say independent smaller uh production companies out there that do smaller studios that just buy smaller projects because they're really good stories and made really well or they're really good stories they can then read reshoot and redo and then they've bought them for like well nothing compared to what they'll probably make from it but it's one of the good things about like small studios anyway as well like a24 is one of my favorite studios because they make some really niche very art house style films that um obviously if you are well i use ollie's the perfect example here because ollie's the perfect example of the franchise sort of big big blockbuster franchise guy so he's sort of the opposite of a fan from a24 style things like the lighthouse um uncut gems i mean uncut gems was don't get me wrong i do like i do like i think i've even said but they're just not your type i do like i do like those sorts of stuff i do like standalones but it's like i like it and weirdly i get like such a true loving feeling to it Mm. but it's not it's a real love it's not an obsessive addiction but it's like it's like going on a roller coaster ride and then being like, oh, I love that experience. I'd do that again. But like, you know, you're not, you've only got time to do that one ride and then you go away. And then like maybe a couple of years later, you come back and it's like, now I'm enjoying this, this experience again. Mm. Like, and I, and you really love it. You really enjoy it. But like, <laughs> my addiction ends up coming onto franchises just because naturally that's like my go to. Well, you like the doesn't idea of what's mean, next. But thinking about it doesn't necessarily mean I actually love it. That's quite scary, actually. But yeah, that's a topic for another day. But, yeah. <laughs> Ollie's becoming feel, the feel, uh, standalone guy now. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of re- having a bit of an epiphany. <laughs> I don't know. It's probably just because I'm tired. It's probably just because I'm um, tired. I don't know. The idea of franchises is just starting to grog my head with feeling sickness. And just, well, I think I'm just in, well, bored so of the for idea. you, if you knew that there was like your favorite, say, so if someone was making like your, so your story idea. Uh, the the book you're writing. If someone was making that into a film, would you be more interested in seeing the one standalone version of the story, whether it's cut down or not, or the like six or seven or eight films that is like fully fleshed fleshed out the entire story? Like, what would I'd want? I you'd probably want to see both anyway. <laughs> but... Knowing my luck. They'd probably only want to adapt one, if that, out yeah. probably all of it. Um, not necessarily due to the fact that I've done something wrong in the books that they don't think would appeal to audiences. It's more of the fact that perhaps this one of the stories is a bit more, and there's probably being the first one, is a bit more appealing. Mm. And it's all that they could probably work with. Yeah. And then the sequels are just like, yeah, it's kind of been done or... Like, you know, this is kind of like, it's not Harry Potter. So, <laughs> you know, you don't need, you don't need to do that. And like, 
loads of book franchises now only get like one story adapted to them because they can't be over you can't put too much faith in them because you get your periods where they work like obviously harry potter hunger games major on a divergent like it all worked but it all had its flaws here and there like harry potter was such a big production and there was like so many un untold flaws about that and like what made some of the movies not very good compared to most of them which were great and then Hunger Games was either overrated or underrated when it came to like the last two and there was problems here and there with that Mm. Um, apparently part two was better than part one but part two was disliked more than part one part one was overrated when it wasn't very good Um, but I liked both parts so I'm not complaining Um, (laughs) but I understand here and there why people didn't it was like it, that was where it started to fall fall on its feet a little bit because it didn't need to be split into two parts. Maze Runner last story wasn't split into two parts, and the actor had an injury, so they had to postpone the film for like three years um, mm. after the second one's release. And even though they pretty much filmed it almost back to back, so they wasn't much of an age difference mm. um, because they did it. They filmed it in 2015-16. There was an injury in 16. It was meant to come out in 16. Then they pushed it back to 17. Um, they did more filming throughout 17. And then it was ready by 18. So I yeah. think. Um, that was a lot. Uh, so though, early 18. Yeah. But my, my, that was for Maze Runner. That, that, that was for Maze Runner, yeah. Even that was for Maze Runner, Runner yeah. But they didn't, split, they didn't split Death Cure into two parts. Mm. Um fucking camera they split it into um yeah they only they they did it as one movie and then they've there's obviously like three more books as well but they're all like prequels um so they can't necessarily make those um Mm -hmm. percy jackson that's probably the best example as to why they're not they're not really adapting stories now from books Mm -hmm. um because they did the two and then the the problem is is that you can't you have to hire the right aged and looking actor the problem is if you can't marvel studios have got away with it with tom holland because he looks the same from 2016 yeah. almost and practically by they've caught him at the best by the law age range basically his age range where because he's not he like, doesn't look much different you know they haven't got him for like 10 years where he's gonna like well even like even even if they had him for a decade he's at that right age age gap in right. life where he's not aging much visually it, he looks like he looks like his by age he's been frozen in time because he's the not like is, it wasn't the impossible during the tsunami no. when he would look like 10 years old but he half likes- of that is due to just well him compared to a lot of actors he's actually quite disciplined and he looks after himself and he's quite young and fit and healthy and obviously also cgi's improved as well so they can de-age him if they need to but he doesn't really need it, which is why he's like really lucky. Like yeah. I bet he could probably go about another maybe at most, a very, very most, about six years and still look that age in movie yeah. in movies going forward. Probably. Um before he starts to like and by that six point per- six year point period, that's when he'll really look different. That's when yeah. he'll really start to look different. Cause the thing is he will look different here and there because he does a little bit. Yeah, he's taller, he's a bit older by nature, and like his hair's different here and there, but like he's not aged much. They need an actor like him to play or of like his ex the scenario to play a role in a big book franchise. Because the problem is all they all have like young male and female leads. 
Well, that's kind of why we got like Chaos Warning. Uh, I know that's not a franchise, but like, like well, it's a standalone. Wasn't that based on two books? That's based on two books, and they can like, yeah. they basically use the first one. And there was like uh, the idea that they may make a Chaos Walking two or whatever it would be a book again. Which we watched. Do we we, re- we reacted to that, but we don't. I don't, I don't think we did a live reaction. No, we just um, broke it into the review. No, because I remember I wa- I watched it and then we spoke about it. Yeah, that was episode eight of the podcast. <laughs> uh, and then a divergence, another example of like where it goes bad because like yeah, I was getting, sorry, Plus Jackson. Yeah, the second one failed because the story wasn't working very well because they didn't really base off the books, and not only that, but the actors were getting older and you know contracts weren't so respected shall we say back in the day as they are as they really are now um so you know people just couldn't commit no. to that those sorts of deals because times were different um divergent was meant the last one was meant to be split into two parts but the legion didn't do very well so they were like oh let's make the fourth the fourth the second half of the story which we're retitling ascendant into a tv movie and shane woodley was like no i don't want to do that so they scrapped the whole project. So now they've only got one and a half books adapted into film, which is annoying and unsettling. But I suppose mm-hmm. if you didn't know that it was only half the book they adapted, you could probably just get away with it. Um, just watch it. Because it, it kind of does feel like a closed story anyway. But yeah. Yeah. They, um... But yeah, the, 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 if you want us to talk about any of those more efficiently, <laughs> then yeah, let us know. Um, but yeah, like, on them. The point being is just like, can't go and I always mess up Twilight as well, but yeah, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm not really a fan of Twilight. But yes, I know, fucking ridicule me. Um, you can't always just adapt. You can't adapt every single like fictional book into like another medium. It's mm-hmm. not because it doesn't always work. Because some things were just written to be books. Obviously, my dream is to write them as books because it's an easier writing format for me. Then they get adapted into movies. And that's why I don't want to overdo it. Like, I want to write, oh shit, I want to write about the maximum amount. Um, I moved my camera. Um, I want to <laughs> write the, if you just wondered why I just randomly said, oh shit. Um, I want to write the maximum amount. That's why I've got four stories in mind. Um, yeah. I, I wanted, I'm doing an autobiography series that's about four books um, so far and content. And I'm doing the fictional aspect of that which is again another four books completely separate um right. timelines different um so, ugh, technically eight books but um <laughs> <laughs> but, what yeah. i love is how you actually like <laughs> like your skin curl <laughs> you go oh it's like someone <laughs> stepped on your grave already it's like, yeah, and I, like oh. before you even said it i could tell you thought of it and then went oh Ugh. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, she uh, might have. I got, I got one a problem, guys. Help me. Um, yeah, uh, that's better. And, um, <laughs> well, no, it's not because it still means the same thing, but it's a better way of saying one it. One yeah. more than seven and one yeah. less than nine books, and uh, yeah. you'll be getting that. You'll be writing those out. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm in the middle yeah. of writing the first, first one, not the autobiography, the fictional one. Even though the autobiography one's technically easier to write, but yeah, like I don't care if the autos aren't adapted. Because they're autobiographies. They're yeah. stories, but they're real stories. And like those could be made documentaries if they really wanted to do it in any other medium. Or Good just audio. Series. 
mm. or audiobooks. Like, so I've, I'm not going to lie, I've had a bit of a wild ride. So, like, a lot of the shit you'll be reading, you'll be like, what the fuck is this? Sorry, <laughs> like, actually, I'm clipping that for a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a bit of a wild ride. <laughs> a bit of a wild ride. Because <laughs> it was cut um, to you at the perfect. A bit of a wild ride. Wild ride. Um, yeah, so the events of my life at the moment would be what I'd put in the fourth book of that, which might be my last. I'm not saying I'm going to die at the end of this book, but <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't, again, I don't want to milk an autobiography. Some people might be like, why don't you just write it as one story? And I was like, because I've had multiple stories. Like, it wouldn't make sense to just write it all as one story. Uh, it's the, my autobiography. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not like, tell it you how know, you if want. I, yeah. If I get, I want to tell it how I want, and also it just it simplifies things for people as well, like including myself. So when With I go back and read it, I'm like, okay, this and makes it's um, yeah, it's it breaks it down as well. But yeah, um, I'm choosing on purpose to scramble the timeline of my own autobiography just because certain things make sense to be told or found out in certain places, like a story, but it's a real story. It's amazing. <laughs> It's amazing how I'm going about doing this. But, um, yeah, like, the, fi- the fictional aspect is a bit harder, but it's what I'm working on at the moment. But mm. I'd love all four of the fictional ones to be adapted. Nice. Like, there's the fictional autobiography, which is four books, for definite, and then there's the real autobiography, which is four or more books. Yeah. On ones. Maybe. Nice. I want to... Look I forward really to that, do more than people. Four. We've got a... Uh, how many? How many? <laughs> Didn't even listen to the number. You cunt. Don't make me say it. <laughs> Sorry. I shouldn't have said We've that. We've got one um, less than you, nine. See you, ne- um, see, see you next Thursday, guys. Um, <laughs> see you next Tuesday. <laughs> no, I say, I say Thursday because I like Thursday better. Um, they often work. <laughs> but, but now. Oh, no, actually, no, I should say Tuesday because Thursday is half the moon number. Because it's the fourth day of the week. Yeah, but I like four. So, you know, you know what? Screw it. You could always count Monday as the eighth day of the week. Yeah. Ah! Oh! <laughs> I've ruined Ollie's life. There we go. I've literally yeah, just managed every to, Monday. Although, is, every Monday is eight work. days later because it doesn't work because that means that every the, the next Wednesday would be. Late. That's why I love weeks because there's no eight. Boys, it would be twenty-four eight, and it doesn't work. <laughs> there's no eight. It's like <laughs> someone, uh, someone hated hated anything past. Seven. And I, was just, I love yeah, you. you. <laughs> yeah, me. You created the work week. Fuck I'm you. God. <laughs> I'm God. Um, but yeah, off off like rambling. Um so yeah, studios versus independence, basically. Uh, for me, I've got a really good way to categorize for it. Me. For me, for I, me. Is it's a really like funny thing is that a lot of the time a lot of the things that can one of the main differences can literally be the fact that you're just not getting paid um because it's an investment for a lot of them i mean for any big budget thing it's going to be an investment but a lot of them are more like risk than reward like the risk reward factors higher like avengers it's like the risk is high like risk is this you know it's just notice and like sort of it's a win-win kind of thing for them because they know it's going to really um, at least make, you know, at least break even and make you a few hundred million back. But it's multi-billion dollars. It's basically over a billion per film. Um, whereas other films are obviously more risk if they're going to have like an 80 million budget or whatever they want to make it. Maybe at least like 200 million. 
But yeah, one of the main differences I think is genuinely just pay. People actually getting paid because a lot of the time the budget goes towards everything except for people's actual like the crew members pay. It's normally like we're working on this voluntary positions. Yes, you've got lunch and expenses, and we're like hiring staff, location permissions, everything, closing closing roads or whatever we need to do to make it editing all the production costs except for crew pay casting crew pay but don't worry you'll make your money if you know it does well i think that's like the and that's for independent things and i think that's like one of the main differences is like we're, we're putting all of the money towards the most important things although that arguably you kind of need your casting crew but then again they can be the most expensive thing because if you've got like five cast and five crew and if a hundred pound, it really adds up if you're doing more. Like, what are you? Okay, uh, you were aggressively. Who <laughs> oh, was doing this? It's not. It's fine to just, you know, you are so aggressive. I, yeah, because like, I, I realised it looked horrible. My, I turned to my preview of of what we're seeing in Zoom, and I just see like, it's just like yeah, and that was my chair as well. Like, I'm so aggressive. But yeah, um, I hate my beard. I need to shave this. Trim. Yeah. But yeah, what do you think? Do you um well it's not even what do you think? Because it's sort of like independence of what they are and studio based studio funded projects. Are you talking to me or are you talking to them? Everyone. The nice people. <laughs> the nice people that follow, that watch and follow us. So like it's it's nice if you can obviously get studio thing because the potential is amazing, but even the potential with independent filming, independent like productions i mean it's literally what we're doing because um it is extremely it's extremely difficult to try and find a way to pitch an an idea to a studio and especially if like out of all the ideas i have had or been a part that's not to say don't bother by the way well, no, before like, you get into it, keep trying to get into. Like, well, yeah, it's obviously the hardest it's difficult things because... have the best outcome. Like, like yeah, like exactly. the things that are like, the most difficult usually have the best reward. So, if, if you've got you like a really difficult have the right contact, concept, yeah, if you know how to portray it in script form or book form or anything like that, keep working on it. Like, you know, you might think, "Oh, this is hard. Someone else can do it." Well, no, don't think that. You, you want, you're the one who wants it done. You're like, you know, you do it yourself. You work on it. You make it like your best thing. You send it off to, um, you pitch it to a film company, or you write it as a book and get it published. You work on it continuously um, up until that point. You're ready to do that. You send it off. They might reject it, but don't don't stop at the you know, first don't, rejection. Don't stop at don't stop at the first rejection. Keep like you know, J.K. Rowling went went through. 11 years before Harry Potter got published and went through like over 10 publishers, I believe. Literally before she finally found. Yeah. And she (laughs) went from like not having any job with a daughter she had to look out for to having enough money to like live off the profit of Philosopher's Stone before she went on to do. And then because of that had free time to write the sequels, which she'd already planned prior, by the way. Um, So yeah, like don't think it's a no go literally just work on it strive a studio wants something that they are just businessmen and women and they just want to they want to make money from it so if you have something and it's just selling them on your idea you know understand what an elevator pitch is you know write your screen come up with your story write your screenplay um create a oh my god i've forgotten the word for it 
Um, what's the shortened screenplay that's like 10% of the thing? Oh my god. I've actually forgotten the name of it. Hey? What's the name of the thing? What is the... It's a... Treatment. Uh, yeah. So oh, you... Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Terrible. Write your screenplay. Create a treatment, which is just... What extremely... helps is that you did not know how to describe it, <laughs> which <know>. is worse. <laughs> yeah, you have a screenplay. It's the that's easiest the main... thing to describe. <laughs> the treatment is yeah, was... what you're, like, is what the studio, what the producers will want to read. That is the thing that's like an extremely... It's like 10% size of the script, and it's a summarised version of each each scene, each act. So if you've got a 75-page feature film, write a sev- like a 5 to 10-page treatment, which is just an extremely summarised version of the film with like a couple of character bios, that's it. And then learn to sell your film to the studio and then don't stop at one producer. Go to like every single production company you can. And it's mainly just networking at that point. It's just literally... I mean, that's why someone, like, like any sort of film director, Scorsese, Nolan, Tarantino... Um, like Villeneuve, uh, where's like and where's Anderson? Yeah, I'm trying to think of other directors right now. My mind's blank. Um, they start out just having their group and friends, their, like friend community, and like people, like their network of people they like work on stuff with. And then typically they've just by making things and end up getting accepted at different film festivals and things. They end up over the years and over the decades, literally becoming like. Friends with producers. <laughs> <laughs> right, understand your volume down. Mine's on fucking silent, you idiot. <laughs> I didn't hear any of it anyway, it was just noise. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you read. <laughs> yes, so all these directors have typically, like, started out just having. I was just friends. checking something, I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to quickly explain this, but yeah, literally all these directors, like, look at Nolan, Scorsese, Tarantino, they're friends with, like, producers, they're friends with the biggest producers in the world, and now they just go to a studio, barely have to sell their film at all, because they, they are who they are, and then they can make, like, a hundred million dollar film, and it just requires you starting, trying to sell your first film to sell your idea, not necessarily giving the rights away in the creative decisions, but it's just... If you if you want to and and like just try and get your film in front of a studio, get it in front of a producer, just sell them the idea, and if you're passionate enough about it, just you'll do it. You'll be able to you'll be able to crack it and hopefully get them to um, accept your pitch, and then uh, the studio will be your oyster. Just don't allow for create like the biggest thing as well. Don't depend. Don't depend on it for success. Literally, like. If it, yeah, if it's not working, understandably that you probably think this is a waste of time. Don't fall into the trap of having that mindset. Keep trying to, you know, get your stuff out there. But also try multiple different angles. Yeah. Like, you know, produce... Well, there's so like, many ways If now there's ways... Well. Like, it's not the 60s, 70s, 80s. It's not, like, we are in the, like, the... If you can't do... Now is the best time with the internet and with just social media and technology the way it is now. It is, there is not, there's so many ways. There's not a single way you can't do it now. If you like, have a film or have a story, you have social media, you have YouTube, you've got the ability to like, well, until recently put it on Prime Video, but you can just still yeah. like, companies, easy. 
big like conglomerate companies, film companies, love uniqueness when it comes to like pitching their ideas. So like one, and here's a few options. So this is like stuff you can do. Like rather than just pitch them the script by sending them a treatment, like send them a DVD or a disc with actually like you know, what it could look like from your perspective on it. Send them, like, if it's the film that you want them to actually show and have access and ownership to and, like, the rights to, you know, don't even charge them for it. Just let, just say, like, right, here, here's, like, this is this belongs to you now. Like, you know, feel free to use us in your stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They might go, they might like that idea. They might not. Um, again, you don't know unless you don't, unless you try. Like That is a big, you do not know unless you try. Try. That's the biggest thing with a lot of this. You you could go about it in any way. Like you could dunk it in fucking Mignor and send it to them, and they might find it hilarious. Like literally, like that's the thing. Take it, smash it. You know, send it. <laughs> just get, just get, <laughs> just don't actually physically smash it. Write your script, um, and then you know make. If you want to make it a film. <laughs> If you want to make it, um, if you want to make it a short independent film, an indie film, like you know, make don't just write the script. Do all the do all the do all the paperwork, like you know, the budget, your treatment, your like you know, resume, every like you know, your contributors, release forms, everything, like you know, get it all together, portfolio it, send the film off to um, one of the film festivals, like you know, see if it will get anywhere. Um, put it on Netflix, put it on Prime Video, um, you know, make. Make it your own. Find a group of like friends or local filmmakers um, who are good at their stuff, good at you know computer editing, good at animation. You know, it can make it look as compelling and realistic as, and great as possible. Like you've seen half of the YouTubers now. You've seen the technology that we're living in with 2021. You could literally make anything work. There's no excuse as to why something can't look good because or average people be different. Make- like Ollie even said, look like if you're worried about technology. And this is whenever I like if you every make, single like, person I know will now clip yeah. this and use it against me. So fair enough. I'll I guess I'll fuck myself in this like, instance. If you, like, shut up. Look at the Blair Witch want... Project. <laughs> <laughs> like for instance, I can, all I can hear in my head at the moment is people screaming. But Ollie, like it's impossible to make, you know, a Scarlet Witch film because I can't make her fly. Yes, you can make her fly. <laughs> Get put put her in wires. <laughs> <laughs> you idiots get wires green screen you can buy like literally a black you can like actually buy green screens and black screens off amazon you can buy blue blue screens off amazon you don't even have to have a screen use your bloody wall in your bedroom or go to like you know send messages to your local colleges and educational establishments Ask them if you can come in to work on projects with your own equipment rather than their own. Or if you were students or ex-students of a location, I'm sure the lecturers would be happy to have you back, not only in their favour to probably give a lecture to their new students, but also for you to be able to go in and produce something using their technology. Not necessarily their camera equipment, but, you know, their green screens, their laptops, maybe even some of their, like, lights as well, I suppose. Maybe even some of their assistance and, you know, direction about Use, like yeah, you utilize know, what you have passed you to like a make lot of, lists um think yeah. of all your options look at all the options you have create go on your notes page or on your phone or laptop or docs or whatever just create a list of all the benefits that you have in your life right now in terms of contacts in terms of locations in terms of projects you've got in mind what you can do what you know you can pull off what you can do 
and pull off quite quickly, quite fairly easily. Or if you want to work on it and take time, you know, it's never too late. If you if you're worried something's going to take too long and your window is going to be shut, well, it's it's not because you know these things take time agreeably. But like, don't make it worse by sitting on it now and thinking like, okay, well, it's going to take forever, so I might as well just sit on it now. No, like literally start working on it now if you haven't already. Like write the script, write the book, produce the short niche indie film, send it to the film festival, send it to your lecturers, get work, get criticism, get feedback, go back on it, work on it again. This is all the things J.K. Rowling did when she was writing Harry Potter books, gave it to an initial you know test audience to read. They liked things, they didn't like things, they take it back, they do it with films all the time. And like you always hear about like early reviews, test audiences who watch films. Like literally one of the best stories I think I heard was um Ardman and DreamWorks worked together back in um 2010-11 to produce a film called Pirates and the Adventure of the Scientists. Eventually it was renamed Pirate Band of Misfits or something like that. Um shit animated film, I know. Um I think Sony worked on it as well, actually. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, point being, there was a scene where a character's arm got chopped off, and BBFC, British Board Film Classification, were like, well, because of that, it's gonna have to be a 15. All they had to do was change one scene, and you know, so test audiences technically didn't like it. When it came to the rating stage, they were gonna rate it higher just because of one specific gory scene and a few like adult jokes that were too obvious. They wouldn't have gone over children's heads. So they had to cut it down a little bit, change it here and there. And yeah, so it's the 12A. It got the 12A rating in the end, I think, or just under that. Um, you know, just, well, the average, like, kids rating. I think it did. Mm. I'm not sure, actually. I think it, I want to say it was a 12 in the end, which is weird because it's an animated film. But I don't know. I might actually be wrong about that. I need to look up. But yeah, well, or you could just look up yourself. We'll have a link in the description. So we would have looked it up by that point anyway. Um, <laughs> I know, really lazy on our part. Um, but yeah, like the point being is that these things have to be checked and tested before they go out anyway. So, you know, you've always got a chance to take it back and work on it and improve it. Um, and you would have had that feedback you would have needed before it goes anywhere bigger. So if you're worried about the quality and quantity, you know, mm. you've got a chance to take it back. Um, a lot of people give up uh, the idea. You just need to... Okay. it's understandable it. <laughs> that like you might think oh i live quote. in the middle of i live in the middle of effing nowhere i've got no effing contacts well we've got a glorious little life saving and changing device called the internet where you can meet people and find groups and organizations where you can sign up to everyone has a yes. smartphone Annoy almost everyone will have a computer and we're annoyingly or desktop. annoyingly it does come down to the fact that you probably will have to pay money to probably join or work or commit or cooperate with half of these people to get what you want but if you have the money spare i understand like the one time i'd agree that it's probably not for you is when you don't have the money spare but if but you have the then, money there are even so then, many facebook just, groups yeah. and just like i've loans grants off the bank like, find people that don't that care the best thing in the world is like you might think well people that don't do it for money don't give a shit they probably give We're a not shit more than people internet. that. <laughs> no, please wanna, don't. I just want to say that <laughs> the people yeah, that is. don't, the people that don't do it for money, are probably more passionate than people that do because they actually care about what they're doing. You might think, oh, no, they're not, because they can just, you know, they can wing it and screw up and they wouldn't give a shit because they're not getting any money for it anyway. They're probably your. They. That's not the mindset. That's the mindset of like the bare few. So it's just a case of like finding the right people and like. You gotta like really root around 
like online on Facebook, like go on YouTube, like literally look for people like local filmers, YouTubers. You might see like you might recognize a local McDonald's and think, oh my god, like literally live like two miles from there. Who are those guys? And you'd be like, okay, if I you know, I might follow, might sort of subscribe to their channel. Like obviously don't stalk them completely, Mm -hmm. like, but just sort of you know, if you find out who they are, just like message one one of the members or whatever if you find out who they are and just be like hey i've seen some of your stuff pretty awesome like i I don't live too far from you like i'd love to join what you're doing get involved in some of these communities and groups because going forward they can help you depending on who they are or if not you can help them or you know you could all end up helping each other basically make a difference in the industry in the ways you want with the projects you want network 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 basically it's not what you know it's who you know Mm-hmm. that's the starting point that should that should trigger which we're not like downplaying and i mean ollie said it himself ollie you literally have a like you have a university like you have like you, you have been to university i center. have a de- i have a degree but that he's doesn't the one saying that doesn't that, define so. <laughs> and but that doesn't define i work at a cinema and i'm only working at the cinema due to the fact that my degree has made me relatable to work because i did media studies in uni the cinema was more willing to hire me because i knew specific details about age restrictions and piracy so therefore that's why i got the job there but anyone could get a job at cineworld like loads of people who work there are just average people who work Mm. who work at the cinema not not average as in like oh they didn't do anything beforehand but like a lot of people are just like your normal everyday people so like you know exactly it's but yeah using you as the example uni does like not saying don't go to uni and you know the only reason i say not to go to uni is because you know you're gonna end up in debt but like that's not always the ticket like it wasn't my it's not my ticket if you are debating whether like like do i like do uni or do i like try and do the thing well take me as an example although both (laughs) do both (laughs) (laughs) just do both Don't like, say no to opportunities because uni opportunities are great because at the end of the day, yeah. people underestimate them because they think, oh, it's just a bunch of wasted debt. Like, I I don't want to endorse not going to uni just for the sake of not getting the career you want out of it. It's mm. definitely a helping stepping stone regardless because, yes, it might not be what you know, it's who you know, but at the end of the day, like, you're going to know people more through doing it. Mm-hmm. So you get the experience of uni through meeting people. Is what I found because I met a lot of these but... occasions, like for instance, the National Film and Television School in the UK, going to uni or any type of thing. A lot of the time, you're, 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 the debt you're getting into is actually more you're paying to meet the people that you will like potentially like just network and become great contacts with. Like National Film and Television School, I've debated it multiple times, and I still might go there one day in my life because National Film School is expensive but it's basically your ticket to the industry because it's expensive but you're literally making two films while there over the two years and everyone you meet like every single person like i follow their instagram and things and it's like you end up seeing at least like five or ten people that went to the national film and television school that were like nominated uh, like for one of the films that won or something and they worked on those films like no time to die has had people from the National Film Television School that are in like crew level positions and things. So a lot of the time with these sort of is you you end up yes you get obviously a really good qualification out of it you get a degree out of it um, but I think a lot more nowadays in the past like 15, 20 years 
at least in my opinion, you're actually paying to meet the people that you will like roll with and get contacts with. And like I've done a little bit, um, although I haven't been to uni or anything, but just like literally being an extra in like two things has like given me the opportunity to actually like now have a few people in my contacts that send me stuff every now and again, send me offers. And so it's just networking. Like, so when it comes to like, your film if you want to pitch it just connections also what we mean by that we don't mean like when it comes to network it's like oh i don't yeah but i don't know martin scorsese or steven spielberg in neither do we you know but like yeah. neither do we <laughs> we know we know people who know people who know people who know opportunities who have opportunities themselves they might not be big names in the industry because their roles aren't but they're like in terms of you know you're not the household name isn't like, you know, my uncle's sister's aunt, who's like, you know, technical producer of fucking like, you know, Ardman that Animations your or whatever. And for like, instance, you know, like we went that, to the, like, um, we went to the cinematography convention at Battersea Park in London um, at the beginning of uh, 2020. Almost, and <laughs> yeah. it's literally, this is the best, if you love the film industry, if you love the technical side of filming, filmmaking, go to the uh, BSC, it's the British uh British Cinematographers uh Society. No, no, the British Society of Cinematographers. Oh my god. <laughs> Fuck me. Free <laughs> 50 times fast. <laughs> British Society of Cinematographers. The BSC convention, the expo. If you love the technical side, even if you don't like the technical side of filmmaking, cinematography. It's a great, like, place, it's a great place to start to meet people. Like you could network the fuck out of that place. Like it's we spoke like, to so many people, didn't we? Like people that we'd never even like met or heard of before, who've had like small connections. You end up talking relate, to someone who you obviously you know, don't know, and they just they were like a rigger in a lighting department of some film or TV show, and they've of, done like, like Mission Impossible. Like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> like you find out that they've worked on, yeah, they were like boom operator of fucking Mission Impossible Five, and you're like, and you never knew these people. Excuse me, they're not top credits, <laughs> but like. Me. But still, like, you know, that's really close to, like, you know, that's, like, in proximity of... That is a free-entry place that even if... I, I would say even if you don't care for the technical side of filmmaking, you should go to an event like that if you love filmmaking and TV, like, film and TV stuff. Mm. But obviously, if you love the cinematography and the, like, as, like the technical aspects of filmmaking, I've said the technical aspects of filmmaking, like, 15 times now. I mean, no, we met like, the... You um, live off that phrase, don't you? We met the... Uh, we ended up talking to this uh, woman who was doing like the lighting, one of the many lighting like stands, and she had like some of the lights they used in the helmets of the Martian, and I think she worked on it. <laughs> it's just like we don't know this person. We ended up talking for like yeah. five minutes to her, and she's like, "Oh, I worked on the Martian." What the hell? It's like crazy. You may even find out that someone who lives near you, like in your in your own in your own village, town, or city, or neighborhood. Most definitely in your city or town, but sometimes, like you, you stalk your neighbourhood online <laughs> because if you look up and then look up things like celebrities or you know industry workers, yeah, you know because there's bound to be information on them. Like you know, sadly, like I've looked up in my area and a lot of people are dead. But like the fact is, is that you could be not <laughs> you could be next, like <laughs> not dead. <laughs> I was about to say no, like you could. <laughs> you could be the like next the next one, one They've died on that now list. You're taking over. Now you're taking over before you dive on it. 
Like you, know. you really don't know. It's like you go to one, it, like you think, oh, I'm never going to meet anyone. You know, I'm never going to meet anyone significant. Going to do. You could go to that one event. You might go to hundreds of events over the years, and that one event, you sit two seats long from, or sit next to, or stand next to someone that knows that guy or that girl, and it's going to like that is your ticket. Like one of to, my best friends, like one of my best friends' cousins. Charlie Cox's cousin, and I thought to myself, "That's Charlie Cox who plays <laughs> fucking Daredevil," <laughs> and like he's like my not only my favorite actor for that character, but also like one of my favorite Marvel characters adapted to screen. Um, who are they to you? My my best my best friend's friend's cousin, one of my best friend's friend's cousins, is that is. Charlie Cox. Well, Charlie Cox's cousin is my f- best was is one of my best friends' friends. That's what I'm saying. Well, we could get a number at all. Or I I've tried that, but Bitch. the problem is a lot of these people are. I'm not See, gonna this is, for, the, right for this now. sad for this sad scenario. It's just a case of it's a bit disrespectful for my friend to kind of ask that friend. But like, you what you don't really want to be in that position where you know people that know people that know but you do want to be in the position you where can you, work, are, you can politely you can work, work down way. the list work um, down that list yeah but like it's better to don't take in other words just don't take opportunities for granted like don't take going to uni for granted don't take like even events that you think are small pivotal or useless compared to like what you want to do don't, don't take them for granted because like if like for instance if you're going to like your village fate or something like that and you think well this has got no relevance to like what i want to do more in you know my career you might go there and you might realize that, oh shit, there's like a celebrity that's here that used to live here, like, you know, someone locally famous. And you might think, they're locally famous. How can I get locally famous? Because you think, to be honest, being lo- locally famous is better mm. than not being. It's, yeah. It might not be the best you want to be, but it's the starting point. Because if you go from local to knowing more, it's better for you meet everyone so like it's a start and then it yeah. will become easier and easier and easier to find the person or group that will help you like if you have a film idea or a tv tv idea you end up meeting that one person like, technically in ways we're kind of contacts just for the sake of like this conversation like because we know like you know even if you're like just needing advice on like how to go about doing stuff regarding this sort of topic like you know we're the ones to come talk to because we're like we've met people we've done we've had opportunities like we know places and sites and stuff where to look ourselves mm. but you know i don't want you to just be lazy and dependent to be dependent on other people but like you know if you are struggling and you would like some assistance getting into doing what you're doing more because you're worried that i live in the middle of fucking nowhere and all my like my life dreams are all in london and i can't afford to go there look at what you can do where you are right now because the internet has been a benefit since covid a lot more than it has been over the years in terms of, you know, job opportunities. Like voiceover artists for films and mm. TV shows are doing their work from home. They don't have to go to a studio now. Like, I suspect whoever did the voiceovers for, like, Croods 2, if it was done, like, last year, <laughs> shit. Oh, anything. Uh, <laughs> all I can think of is just that. When I, whenever someone says voiceover to me, all I think of is an animation. Um, I, like... I wouldn't be surprised if they did it for, if half the actors did it from home. Mm, yeah. Because 
well, or at least they might have done it. They might have done it like a year or two before COVID even began, and it's just the case that the film was delayed. But obviously, the film couldn't be released last year because of you know issues with COVID. But like, it came out this year in the end. Um, but like scenarios like that is the future. So like, if you're getting it, if you want to, you know, take advantage rather than take for granted the opportunities yeah. that you do have, the locations, the people that you may already have in contact, and if you don't have anyone in blind in contact scout the internet to look for them because they do everyone exist everyone in the 21st everyone nowadays you'd have to be smartphone. stupid not to have one which means that you most likely have mobile data if you even if you don't have wi-fi you have mobile data which means you have access to the internet which means you have access to facebook groups people on every single social media platform like on instagram like something i even use for work Search relevant tags to do with what you're doing and look at the top tags and then just comment on those tags. Just networking, networking, like never stop trying to find the right person. I wouldn't t I like personally, I, like I, I would advise this. Don't take advantage of someone f like as a contact. So if you know that that person is friends with that person, I wouldn't use them, at least personally. And especially like now, I, I just, I just, I mean, if you want to, like, if they want to help you or you want to help them in the long run, like, sure, what am I focused on? Then do, like, be, like, acceptable, like, respectable about it, you know? But just network and, and like, back, going back to the original thing of, like, independent versus, like, student, that is, like, the main, like, gateway in a way. It's like your, like, the pass to like you ha might have an idea like i've got loads and that's why like every single year i want to go to the bsc expo in battersea or wherever it is i want to go to the uh la equivalent called cine gear um i think that they're all free entry it's what is amazing if you are in the film like if you watch these and you're in the film and like want to be in the film industry or tv and you just want to like go to the they are free events obviously it's just your expenses you got like they're free events it's travel free networking opportunity and it's like 75% of the reason I went to the last one. 25% because I wanted to touch on Harry. But <laughs> it's still... <laughs> other than that. Um, yeah. To elaborate on those who don't know what that is, it's basically a camera that's used for actual professional film. <laughs> like, they, they used one to film Captain Marvel. They used one to film the Avengers films. They used one for 1917, I want to say. Yeah, new one, actually, brand new one. Uh, just, yeah, brand new one. Um Dunkirk. Just Dunkirk a lot was of like... just, well, not Dunkirk. Dunkirk was like IMAX, oh. but yeah, uh, they've got so much stuff there. Yeah, just but like I remember, free... there were so many, there were so many like big films that they used that for. They use it for the James Bond films as well, don't they? I think uh, it was for. Well, they shot on IMAX anyway. as well for one of them. Yeah, um, a lot of them are just like thirty-five mil film, but yeah, I mean, if you're a geek like me when it comes to film, like Hollywood film equipment, you just you like have it. You just. <laughs> it goes i just went nuts didn't i it's like seeing just like a little bit. yeah I did as well. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> that's it until next week's lecture class <laughs> See you later. we have been doing this in three two one and well it's been an hour long recording we haven't been going that long but um yeah so like end this with on a positive just um not be too it like just being realistic if you have an idea for something, you want to try pit like 
you might not want to go down the studio route. Fair enough. There are so many opportunities for like producing your short or feature length film or episodic series or like mini series, whatever it is. There are mul multiple ways. YouTube is a free platform. You can use Vimeo. It doesn't cost that much. Um, and there's free like, access to certain limits for it. And then if you are going like crowdfunding, there are so many opportunities to get your idea out there, get your story like written, produced, direct, like shoot it. Do what we do. We literally go out and shoot films ourselves. Like we're doing ourselves with our own our own money. And with the idea of basically going, this is what we can do. We're still doing it this way. And what do you think basically to the world? But if you want to go the studio route, IMDB Pro is a great way as well. Very low cost monthly thing of like fifteen like dollars a month, I think. Um, and you literally have access to the like company info pages. And my camera's about to die in a minute. Anyway. Company info pages of things and like producers' names and contact info and agent like the agents' contact info. So it's amazing. But yeah, my camera's gonna die in a minute. So yeah. So we'll wrap, we'll, we'll wrap that one <laughs> up for now. Um, we'll see you guys on Wednesday for episode seven of What If. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, and we'll see you on Friday as well for whatever that's going to be. Bye-bye. I, I won't be around that day for that, but we'll record the episode on Wednesday or Thursday. Um, oh, more likely Wednesday because I'm really on Thursday. But yeah. Okay. So we'll see you guys. Cheerio. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh, fuck. We're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs>